Olive Shave Cream presents Gangbusters. Authentic inside facts about America's worst criminals. Taken from the files of the American police, an actual record of their endless war in the underworld. The crusade against crime. Sent to every Wednesday by the makers of those two unique shave creams made with olive oil, Palm Olive Shave Cream and Palm Olive Brusser. Tonight, Phillips H. Lord interviews Chief William McMullen of Kansas City, Kansas, to find out about the Blood Oath Gang. Merciless murderers who swore allegiance to each other, feeding their oaths with blood. How they even planned to go into jails to free their members. Men, there are a lot of things that belong together, like ham and eggs or corned beef and cabbage. But there are two things that shouldn't be coupled, but often are. I mean, a tough beard and a tender skin. Fortunately, that's one of the many combinations for which those two fine shave creams made with soothing olive oil, palm olive shave cream and palm olive brushless, can do a grand job. But don't take my word for it. Instead, listen to the words of Dr. Bennett Gray of 3 Church Street, Keensburg, New Jersey. Dr. Gray says, I'm a man with a tough beard and tender skin. Shaving to me has always been torture. Last week, while listening to Gangbusters, I heard you mention palm olive shave cream and its action on tough beards. So I bought a tube and took it to my barber. Well, after my first shave with palm olive shave cream, my face looked really clean-shaven for the first time in 45 years. My skin feels so smooth and healthy that I recommend Palm Olive Shave Cream to all men having tough beards and tender skin. Well, men, no matter what kind of skin you have, you'll find that either Palm Olive Shave Cream or Palm Olive Brushless, because both are made with olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner, will give you a smoother, cleaner, quicker shave, and also help tone up and condition your skin. So try Palm Olive Shave Cream if you use a brush, Palm Olive Brushless if you don't use a brush. Get a tube tomorrow. But now visualize the setting for tonight's interview. Chief William McMullen is sitting across the desk from Phillips H. Lord in a special office at New York Police Headquarters, turned over to Mr. Lord by Commissioner U.S.J. Valentine of the New York Police Department. Phillips H. Lord begins the interview with Chief McMullen. Chief McMullen, we've all been waiting to hear the inside facts about the Blood Oath Gang. It was a gang, Mr. Lord, of young killers who organized out in Joplin, Missouri, 1930. How did they get the name of the Blood Oath Gang? Well, late one September night, four young men gathered in a barn just outside of Joplin, Missouri. The leader had been taking dope since he was ten years old. Sit down, Edmund. I was just fixing the lid. All right. All right, now listen, you guys. We're going to start knocking off places here in Joplin until we get some real dough. Then we're going to take over banks and mail trucks. We'll kill anybody who gets in the way. We'll be rich. We'll have everything and not have to work for it. Yeah. We'll make Dillinger and Babyface Nelson. Oh, punks. The rest of them guys look like Sunday school yeah. kids. But every gang makes one mistake. And it's a mistake we ain't gonna make. When a member of a gang is caught, he usually squeals or gives the cops some dope. We're gonna stick together no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah right. sure. Kill them off it. And if any one of us is caught, the other's gotta get him out of prison. Even if they have to go into the prison to get him out. Yeah. 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 Now we're gonna take a blood out. Mix our blood and swear to always stick to each other. Okay, I'll do that. Me too. I got a knife here. Now, all of us cross our left arms, one above the other. Come on, your left arm up here. Gonna cut our arms? I'm gonna cut the left arm of every one of us. We let our blood mix. Keep our arms crossed. You're first, please. Okay. 
of the Blood Oath Gang, Chief McMullen, was it? It was, Mr. Lord. And the following months were terrifying months around Joplin. The kid's birthday and he's having a party, so I thought I'd go home. It isn't to you. Come on. Hey, what's the idea? Uh, oh. Mike's in his right hand pocket. Get it quick. Okay. A man had just been blackjacked on Fulton Street and money stolen has been rushed to a hospital in serious condition. This is the third robbery tonight. Yeah, well, this is a holdup. Now, you men line up against the wall. The girls, too. All right, that's the way. Now, every one of you. Drop everything on the floor. Money and jewelry. Now make it snappy if you don't want a bullet through your head. Quick! Beautiful out here in the country, Bob. Get off the motor. Okay. Mary, you promised you'd tell me tonight. I will, Bob. You'll tell me or... You'll marry me, which? Get those hands up. What's the idea? Where'd you come from? This is the idea. Oh, oh. oh. fix her. Hinman, see what I got in the pocket. Okay. The crimes were terrible, Mr. Lord, and brutally executed. And then there was a 73-year-old druggist in Kansas City, R.S. Pinninger. As he sat in his drugstore with Martin Holton, he was reading in the paper about the robberies. And he kept getting madder and madder. Hmm. Have you read this newspaper yet, Martin? No, I haven't, Mr. Benedict. Might make your blood boil. Robberies, night after night. I may be 73 years old, but I've got a gun in my back pocket. And if they try to rob me, I'll shoot them. Well, if you're robbing, Mr. Benedict, the best thing to do is to let them alone. Let them be caught later. Who are those three fellas? I never saw him before. Stick your hands up, Mr. Holder. Don't shoot my hands up. Get him up, old man. Put your hands up, Mr. Finnegan. Put my hands up for yellow rat? Never. So you're the four boys who have been doing all the holdups, eh? Shut up, old man, and get your hands yeah. up. Got you covered, old man. Maybe I have, and maybe I ain't. But not the old four for son. Take fish, you yellow rat. That old fool shot me. Kill him. Oh. You killed Mr. Finnegan. Well, I'll tell you, too, they don't keep your mouth shut. How bad you're shot him, Yeah, that old fool shot me through the leg. Get the money and get out of here. Now, if you can walk in, then get out of the car. I can make it. We'll be out as soon as we get the money. This old guy has set us on there. Now, just in case he ain't. Yeah. Now, let's feed it. I got the dough. Come on. Hello. Hello. This is the Freeman Hospital. This is Captain Black, calling from police headquarters. Yes, sir. Get this. R.S. Pinager has just been killed by four bandits down at his drugstore. Pinager shot one of the bandits who left a trail of blood to the door. Now, if anyone comes to the hospital for treatment of a gunshot wound, hold them. 
and notifying me at once. Yes, sir. Hello. Yes, sir. Hello, get me Dr. Watkins at once. Yes, sir. I've been questioning Martin Holden, who was present when Mr. Finisher was killed, Captain Black, but he can't give me much of a description of the killers. This is Dr. Watkins speaking. Hello, Doctor. This is Captain Black at police headquarters. Oh, yes. One of the killers who just murdered R.S. Pinager was wounded by Pinager. I want you to ask all the doctors within a radius of a hundred miles to notify me at once if anyone comes to them for treatment of a gunshot wound. I'll be very glad to do that, Captain. Thank you, sir. We're going to get these killers, Rogan, if it's the last thing we ever do. Captain Black, man identified as Paul Hindman, has just been found on hospital steps with six bullets in him. He is dying. Believe he is a member of Hold Up Gang. We got to the hospital as soon as we got your message, Doctor. Inman's in this room to the right, Captain Blake. How long has he got to live, Doctor? He's apt to die most any minute. Let's go in. Hello, Inman. I'm sorry to see you shut up. That's my business. Who did it, Hinman? I ain't saying. You know you haven't got long to live, don't you? Maybe. Who brought you to the hospital? Rosen. And Albert McCann. Yeah? He didn't have nothing to do with it. Hinman. Who shot you? Well, I... I was down at the freight yard and I... The gang helped me up. I guess it was that gang that's been... Pulling all those robberies around here. I don't believe that, Henman. You Henman. Henman. He's dead, Captain Black. Yeah. And he wouldn't talk. Logan, we gotta go over and see his girlfriend, Rose Turnbull. Yes, sir. That Chief McMullen was the first time the blood oath of the gang was put to a test, was it? Yes, but it wasn't the last, Mr. Lord. Captain Black immediately went to the home of Rose Turnbull, Hinman's girlfriend. He talked with her for seven hours before she would tell a thing. If I were you, I'd tell the truth, Rose. Now, you say you don't know how Hinman got to the hospital. But just as Hinman was dying, Rose... He said you and Albert McCann drove him there. You might even be tried for his murder. No. No, I didn't kill him. Well, who did? I don't know. But you and Albert McCann did drive him to the hospital, didn't you? All right, we did. Henman was shot by Tinnage the druggist, wasn't he? I don't know. I believe you were there, Rose. I believe you were outside waiting in the car. Do you realize that if you're with a gang waiting in the car out front... And a gang kills a man? That you can be hung for murder, too? No. No, I can't. Yes, you can. Accessory to crime. Now, you better come clean, Rose. I believe Hinman was the bandit Tinnager shot in a drugstore. And yet, Tinnager only fired once. When Pinman was brought to the hospital, he had five more bullets in him. Who shot him the five times? I can't tell you. Honest, I can't. But talk with McCann. Oh, I see. Now, Rose, when Henman was brought to the hospital, he had a shirt on with no bullet holes in it. And yet he'd been shot five times. Now, come clean, Rose, before you find yourself accused of murder. This is all I know. Henman and me and Albert McCann and McCann's girl, Peaches, 
We drove to Kennedy's drugstore. Kiki and I went down the street to a restaurant to get something to eat, and, and him and the McCann and Jeff Biggs went into Kennedy's store to rob him. The, the old fellow shot him in the leg. They came out, got in a packet, and hooked pieces of me up, and we all drove away. Then him and the McCann went out by the side of the road to split what they got from the drugstore. They got mad, and they were confused. I took him in and changed his shirt so he wouldn't get blood to our knees. And McCann and I drove him to the hospital and left him on the steps. Hmm. And yet Henman wouldn't tell that McCann shot him. Why? They got a blood oath. They're always going to stick together. I see. Well, Rose, I'll do what I can for you. But now I've got to find McCann. And that's not going to be an easy job. Meanwhile, I'll have to take you to headquarters. This blood oath gang has got to be broken up. Well, flashes were sent out all over Missouri and Kansas, describing uh, other members of the McCann gang, and then Jackson, one of the gang, was seen in Carthage. Immediately, uh, the police... Uh, Mother, I'm going to stop you for just a minute before you tell us what happened in Carthage. Eric Walt is sitting over there, and I know he's got a message for us. Certainly, Mr. Lord. All right, Eric. Thank you, Phil. Man, when you start something, you like to finish it, don't you? Well, why not do the same thing when you shave? I mean, get your beard off and turn up your skin while you shave. And that calls for palm olive shave cream if you use a shaving brush. You see, palm olive shave cream is made with olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. So when you use palm olive shave cream, we think you'll be getting first a quicker, easier, cleaner shave. And you'll find that palm olive shave cream is helping to make your skin feel extra smooth, pliant, turned up as never before. Get a tube of palm olive shave cream tomorrow. Okay, Phil. And now, Chief McMullen, you mentioned that Jackson, one of the gang, was located at Carthage, Missouri. Yes, Mr. Lord. The Carthage police recognized Raymond Jackson from his description. And they found he was staying at a boarding house. And late that night, two of the Carthage detectives went to the boarding house and up the narrow stairway to the second floor. Jackson's room. Second one on the left. Come on. Got your keys? See if the door's unlocked. Yeah. Shall we rush? Jackson is probably asleep. Swing the door back easy. Flash your light. Wake up, Jackson. Get your hands up. Don't kill me. Hold your hands together while I get... Let your have it. The game's up. I know it. Where's McCann and Biggs? I don't know. I haven't seen them. Come on, get dressed. You're going to headquarters. All right. But I ain't going to talk. When Jackson was jailed, Chief McMullen, did he tell anything about the gang? Not a word, Mr. Lord. But the news got out to the newspapers that Jackson was captured. And Jeff Biggs, another one of the members of the gang, remembered the blood oath. And so getting plenty of guns and dynamite, he got in his car and started driving to the Carthage jail. Along with him was his friend, William Diller. Ah, keep your nuts shut, Diller. You ain't one of the gang. We got a blood oath. If one of our gang is caught by the cops, we gotta save him. You can't get Jackson out of that jail. Biggs will be killed. Look at all the guns I got in the car. Hey, stop this car. I want to talk to you. Uh, I said stop the car. 
All right, turn off the motor so we can talk. I ain't turning off nothing. Then I'll turn it off. You sure got a knife. Who do you think you are, Ditter? A friend of yours. Trying to stop you from going through with this plan. They'll kill you with that jail. Bloodo says we got to save a member of the gang if he's caught. They wouldn't save you. It's because you're yellow. Diller, it don't mean I am. Don't call me yellow again, please. I was trying to be your friend. You are yellow. Yellow clean through. Slap <coughs> mm. me in that face, Diller, will you? There ain't nobody can slap just things in the face and get away with it, see? There ain't nobody who can call William Diller yellow and get away with it. That's what you think. Pull back that gun, big. I'll show you, you yellow rat. Play the devil, you say you're not. Big. Just big. Look at me. Chief McMullen? Just Biggs on his way to break Jackson out of prison, Mr. Lloyd. And Biggs has a fight with his own friend Diller and was killed. Was Diller, uh, was Diller captured? He was and was accused of murder. Well, two days later, Albert McCann and his girlfriend, Peaches, who had gone into hiding in Oklahoma City, were reading the morning paper. What's the matter, McCann? Oh, shut up, Peaches. Can't you see I'm reading the paper? What's it say? We've got to come out of hiding, Peaches. Huh? We've got a job to do. What is it? Well, you know, Jackson was arrested a couple of days ago. Yes? Yeah. The day before yesterday, Jeff Biggs starts for the jail to rescue Jackson. Will Diller's along with him. So? Diller argues with Biggs not to try to get Jackson. There's a fight and Biggs is killed. Jeff Biggs killed? Yeah. And on his way to free Jackson from jail. Peaches, you and me are going to get Jackson. You can't do that, McCann. You can't walk right into the jail and get him. Well, that's just what we're going to do. We're going to take the guns and the car and we're going to... killed. No, we won't. I'm better than a hundred cops. Come on, we'll get breakfast and we'll start. Okay. I'll get Jackson if I have to kill every one of them guys at the jail. Well, Mr. Lord, inside the Carthage jail was the waiting room. And the only one there was the substitute jailer, Bray, and little Harry, age eight. Bray was moving the files about the office. Think the files look better there? I look about the same. Hmm? Me working and moving the files, and you think they look the same? Shame on you. <laughs> Where are we going, Fisher? Oh, in a couple of hours. Are you lucky today? You bet. Can I use that red fly? The one you caught the big trout on? Wouldn't surprise me. Say, by the way, what mark did you get in spelling yesterday? What? What was this way? Pardon me, are you the jailer? Why, no, ma'am. I'm the assistant jailer. My husband may want to find out about one of the men you're holding. Who? A fellow by the name of Jackson. Oh, yes, yes. The Jackson's awaiting trial. I wonder if he's the man who stole some money from me. You got a picture of him here? Well, yeah, yes, I got one in the files here. Uh, could I see it? Yes, I'll try and find it. Just a minute. Jackson. Jackson. Stop it! Take your hand off my car! Get your hands up here, or I'll kill you! Let go! Stop! Don't give me that! Get back from me, Peter! I'm going to get down, Peter! Shoot him! Don't hold him around so I can't! Don't shoot him! Don't shoot him, Peter! Hold him to the ground! 
That girl I won't trouble you, Mac. But I'll kill her for you, too. Shot me through the leg, Peter. I tried to shoot the jailer, but you two are rolling around the floor so fast I missed him. They didn't miss me. They'll hold me up. The jailer's dead. We gotta get out of here. Put your arm around me. Get me out of the car. Okay. What about Jackson? Oh, forget about Jackson. We've got to save ourselves. Come on. Crimes like that just make it boil, Chief McMullen. What does the police of Carthage do? A whole state and nearby states were covered, Mr. Lloyd. Roads were blocked, aeroplanes circled over the surrounding territory, and then the next day, December 15th, Tom Dean, chief of police of Chelsea, Oklahoma, was sitting in his office at police headquarters. It's a telegram, Chief Dean. Just came in. Let's have it. Here you are, sir. Hmm. The Carthage police head. Yesterday, McCann, leader of Blood Oath Gang, entered Carthage jail and killed Assistant Jailer Bray. McCann was shot in leg. Probably has bad limp. McCann was accompanied by a blonde girl believed to be named Peaches. Thought to have gone to Chelsea. I knew the assistant jailer, Chief Dean. He was a great fellow. Had a wife. Wait a minute. About two hours ago, I was walking past Freeman's drugstore over on Main Street. A fellow came out with a girl, and he was limping bad. Get me Freeman's drugstore on the phone, please. Yes, sir. This is police headquarters. Get me Freeman's drugstore immediately. Yes, sir. I wonder if that fellow who limped could have been McCann and that girl his girlfriend Peaches. I'd give a year's salary to pick up that killer, McCann. Freeman's drugstore. Just a minute. Here you are, Chief Dean. Thanks. This is Chief Dean up at police headquarters. That you, Freeman? Yes, Chief Dean. Listen. Remember a fellow and a girl who came in your drugstore about two hours ago? She was a blonde and the fellow limped. Yeah, I remember them. What did they buy? Well, let me see. Some four-inch-wide gauze, an antiseptic, and some adhesive tape. He said he'd cut his leg. Cut his leg, yeah. eh? Those are the same things he would buy if he was wounded, aren't they? Yes, they are, Chief. Hmm. Thanks, Mr. Freeman. That's all now. Okay. It's possible they'll go back there for more supplies. Yes, if that's a gunshot wound, it'll require a lot of medical attention. Walton... You and I are going to keep that drugstore covered day and night. All right. Well, Mr. Lord, Chief Dean and his deputy, Walton, kept Freeman's store under watch for 15 days. It began to look as though McCann and Peaches had just stopped for those supplies and had driven on. But the 15th day... Watching them from the back of the drugstore, Chief Dean. I think that couple in there is McCann and Peaches. What's Freeman doing in there? Look. Standing with his back to them on a ladder and looking at his stock and waving. Back. Back against the building. They're coming off. You're going to speak to me before you draw your gun? Not these two. As I step up to them, get your gun out. I don't like this town, and the sooner we get out of it, the better I'll feel. You and me both. Wait a minute, you two. Get your hands up. What's the idea? Get those hands up quick. Quick. You too, Peaches. There, there must have been some mistake. Well, what do you want us for? Murder. Murder? Well, I never heard of such a thing. What murder? Of a jailer by the name of Ray. Keep those hands up, young lady, and keep them away from that pocketbook. I'm William Adams, and this is my fiancé, Harold Stokes. You'll kind of left us this way. It's an insult to our citizens. Oh, that's too bad. And you, Peaches, there's apt to be a rope around that pretty neck of yours. Maybe you didn't kill Bray, but you were there and took part. I didn't kill Bray. I wasn't even looking. 
McCann and Madera started fighting. Come on, Peaches. Oh, so you are, Peaches. And you're McCann. This time, the blood oath isn't going to do you any good. Come on, get going. I didn't tell you. Quiet, quiet, That was the end of the blood oath thing, Chief McMullen. Yes, Mr. Lord. Albert McCann was sentenced to be hung. But he was retried and sentenced to 50 years in prison, which amounts to the same thing as a life term. What about Peaches? She also was given a long term. Just another gang of young men who thought that they were smarter than all the police of the country put together. Mm, it was a vicious gang, Mr. Lloyd, but short-lived. Well, thank you, Chief McMullen. And I hope that some other young men in the country tonight who think that they're smarter than the police, they'll think twice. One of the most important factors in preventing crime in this country is training our boys. And in connection with this, I'd like to mention the Boy Scouts of America, the largest boy organization in the world. In June, 25,000 Boy Scouts from 48 states and 24 foreign countries will camp on a 350-acre campsite in Washington for 10 days. And now, Eric Rolfe, and then the clues. Thank you, Phil. Men, do you shave without a brush? Then get a tube of palm olive brushless, a shave cream made with olive oil, nature's finest skin conditioner. Next morning, just wash your face, then spread on an even layer of palm olive brushless, and shave. After the shave, apply a little fresh cream to your face and massage it in. We think you'll discover that palm olive brushless is giving you a quicker, easier, cleaner shave, and because palm olive brushless is made with just the right amount of soothing olive oil, your skin will feel extra smooth, more pliant, really toned up. Get a tube of palm olive brushless tomorrow. But now, the clues. Wanted information about Charles F. Keen. Keen's body stabbed through the neck and weighted down with an auto jack was found in Chesapeake Bay yesterday. Keen of Washington, D.C. had disappeared two weeks ago from his blood-stained stateroom on a Potomac River night boat. Any citizen with information of Charles F. Keene's last movements and associates notify police at once. Wanted for payroll robbery in North Carolina. Man, 19, 6 feet tall, 144 pounds, dark hair, brown eyes, two scars under chin. This bandit held up five employees of Charlotte, North Carolina Cotton Mill and escaped with $3,800. Warning, citizens of Texas, watch for escaped convict Lonnie Jackson, 38, 5 feet, 5 inches, light hair and eyes, tattoo on inner wrist of clasped hands with initials J-H-W, tattoo on forearm, woman with letters A-B-K, cut scar across nose, was serving a life term. Wanted information about Dr. H.R. Townsend. The bullet-riddled body of Dr. Townsend was found Thursday in the Mississippi River. He had been shot in the back, and his back and three ribs were broken. Dr. Townsend of Oakville, Tennessee, had been missing since April 14th. Any citizen with information of his recent movements and associates notify police at once. Warning, citizens of Indiana, 
Be on lookout for bandits believed riding in stolen 1937 Ford sedan, Indiana license plates, M1193. Warning, merchants and hotels of Illinois, watch out for Hotel Bandit, 30, 5 feet, 5 inches, 145 pounds, wearing dark fedora hat, double-breasted dark suit, bandit of this description held up an Evanston hotel clerk, tied up woman guest, and forced hotel manager at gunpoint to open safe. Citizens are warned to use extreme caution. This bandit is dangerous. Wanted for theft from South Dakota Church of the Little Flower. Man. If you have any information concerning these clues, notify your local police or gangbusters at once. Next week, gangbusters will bring you the inside facts concerning the criminal career of the international swindler called Victor Lustig. For years, Lustig baffled police of Europe and America while he took millions of dollars from prominent citizens. Then he flooded the United States with such perfect counterfeits that the Treasury nearly had to recall our paper money. Count Lustig's clever swindling schemes will be exposed, and it's a case you won't want to miss. Listen to gangbusters next Wednesday night. The Crusade Against Crime. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.